0: Welcome to Letters to Women, a podcast that explores the feminine genius. How do we find heroes and heroines in today's culture? In today's episode, we'll be talking about saints, heroes, heroines, and other amazing women in the history of the church, in the history of comic books, and women who are living in the world today. If you've ever wondered how to find a hero in today's culture, this podcast is for you. We're welcoming to the podcast today, Maria Marrera-Johnson, who's the author of a couple of really great books on the saints. So the first one was published back in 2015, um, and it's my badass book of saints, Courageous Women Who Showed Me How to Live. And the book that we're going to be chatting the most about today was just recently published at the beginning of September, and it's called Supergirls and Halos, My Companions on the Quest for Truth, Justice and Heroic Virtue. So welcome to the podcast, Maria. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks. I'm delighted to be here. We're going to just jump right into the the questions and learning about these books and how the saints can really encourage us to live heroic lives. Can you tell us about your story as a Catholic woman and author, as well as the books that you've written?
1: Sure. So I am a cradle Catholic. I I was born in Cuba to... uh, to a practicing Catholic family, Mm -hmm. and uh, I was almost immediately uh, confirmed as well, because it was during the early days of the Cuban, uh, the communist revolution in Cuba, Mm -hmm. and uh, the priests were expelled, so it was like, oh, there's a priest here, you get to have all the sacraments that you can right now, boom. (laughs) and uh, (laughs) Everything at once. So I, I tell that story because it has a big impact on, on why I'm, I'm writing about the saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a result of an infant confirmation, I was not confirmed, obviously, yeah. Neither, with my peers when, when I was in Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still had to go to the to the catechism classes. And, in fact, my, my parents very wisely said, listen, you, you need to go because you've been confirmed, but you need to know more about it. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that was fair. Uh, but I didn't get to practice walking up and down, or, you know, any of those things that that the students were doing. Yeah. But I did have all the downtime to read about the saints. Oh, that's so neat. And uh, so I, you know, I was drawn to odd saint names, not necessarily <laughs> odd saints, although there were plenty of those too. But, but <laughs> that's how Christina the Astonishing uh, yes. ended up in my first book. But I. I fell in love with a particular name uh, when I was in the fifth grade, uh, Saint Kunigunde, mm-hmm. Queen Kunigunde, who was married to, to Saint Henry, who was the Holy Roman Emperor in uh, in the early, you know, in the eleven hundred. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I fell in love with a name, and then I read about her, and I thought her story was pretty cool. Um, she was accused of, of. Um, of having uh, some illicit relationships mm-hmm. that compromised the uh, the emperors and oh. the empire, and she was absolved because they made her walk across hot irons, Oh, like she gosh. did so unscathed. And so, you know, that story as a fi- as a fifth grader stuck with me yeah. for decades. <laughs> and years later, when I was ma- when I was married, and and my husband was in the military, and he was he was stationed overseas, and we went to live in Bamberg, Germany, mm-hmm. at the time West Germany. And, you know, we got there, and immediately he had to go out into the field for, like, six weeks.
0: Oh, my gosh. So I would
1: wander around the town, making myself, you know, familiar with where I was going to spend the next few years of my life. And I walk into the cathedral, because, you know, that's what we do as Catholics. (laughs) We go and we we tour cathedrals. true. (laughs) (laughs) And And I'm wandering around, and what do I encounter but the tomb of Kunigunde? Oh, my gosh. That's so, crazy. so she came rushing back to me because, you, you know, in those sense, it's really cool. You know, the history of of so much of church art is about visual catechesis. Mm-hmm. and so her story is told in art, you know, in in bas relief panels around her tomb. That's beautiful. So there were no words. I didn't speak German, but I could understand the pictures, and I was like,
0: oh, "There she wow, is! Wow, <laughs> this
1: is Kunigunde." <laughs> <laughs> so, so I put her, you know, I put her in the book, of course, because yeah. she had to be. <laughs> that's so beautiful. Uh, so uh, so that that began my love of the saints. And, uh, and it seems like they keep, I don't know, they keep finding me mm-hmm. at, at different junctures in my life. So it, it kind of became a natural for me to want to write about them.
0: That's so neat. I love how the saints follow you. Uh, this year has been, St. Faustina has been following me around like crazy, um, where she's popped up on. You know, in holy cards that are sitting in my pew during adoration, or the Divine Mercy chaplet, like, is recommended to me by multiple people out of the blue. So it's so neat when, like, saints find you and then they just follow you until you're like, all right, okay, I get it. You want me to, to get to know you better? <laughs> Thanks for not well, being subtle. <laughs> she,
1: she was in my early reading this morning. So I think was in my morning. Morning
0: after. That's <laughs> so. There she is. She pops that? up again. Yep, and her feast day is coming up too on on the fifth of October. So yeah, I have a feeling she's just going to be coming at me full force, and I better better take the hints. <laughs> That's neat. So this new book that you have, the Supergirls and Halos. Where did the inspiration for a book that talks about both the Saints and superheroes come from?
1: Well, that was uh, actually the the seed of this book was in my undergraduate days as an English major. Mm. Um, 30, 30 something years ago i took a women in literature class and we were studying heroines mm-hmm. and and so but they were they were old heroines mm. heroines that not that they weren't relevant to me because as an english major it doesn't matter when it was written it yes was probably relevant because mm-hmm. i'm reading but <laughs> that there was no one modern you know that there was no contemporary literature that was included and um and I thought that I was kind of a rebel, you know. Whatever, I was twenty and foolish. <laughs> so I said, "Oh yeah." So I did my term paper on superheroes. I love it. And uh, and and of course, Wonder Woman featured in it. Yes. But I was a different woman thirty-five years ago, mm-hmm. and um, today, when I wrote a very different. A very different book, certainly not a term paper. Mm-hmm. But with with my own growing faith and my own um, interest in the lives of saints, I I took the seeds of of that term paper so many years ago, and I thought, well, you know, it's true that these these fictional characters that we look up to in in popular culture they do have good qualities. They mm-hmm. have good human qualities.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, Saint Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, you might know her as Edith Stein, yes, said. That um, that whenever we're seeking the good, we're really seeking God, mm-hmm. and and I mean I attribute that particular quote to her, but it's not very original either. Lots of people, you know, say that yeah. um, over over the course of time, and so I I thought you know what would happen if we took these great human virtues and somehow aligned them with with the four you know the four hinge virtues mm-hmm. which are the cardinal virtues prudence and justice and temperance and fortitude mm-hmm. and add a little bit of grace to the equation and, and what you get really are, are what the what the the saints have done which yep. is which is you know led lives of holiness not just goodness but of holiness and we can aspire to that too
0: because the saints were flesh and blood like you and me yep Yep, that's so true. I think too often, at least I fall into this, is when, you know, either the Pope or in a homily, and it's talked about, like, the universal call to sainthood, and it's so easy for me to fall into that, thinking, like, oh, a saint, like, a saint is boring, like, I don't want to lead a life of holiness right now, because, you know, when am I going to have fun, and then realizing that, like, oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Thanks,
0: St. Augustine. Exactly right. (laughs) Make Make me holy, but not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. But then when you encounter saints like, oh my gosh, you have so many great ones in here, like St. Catherine Drexel, you already mentioned St. Edith Stein, St. Mary Magdalene, and all these beautiful women especially who don't lead boring lives. They lead lives full of adventure and full of mistakes, but they're redeemed and it's so beautiful. And just to encounter saints that have exciting stories and that aren't like, oh, they just, you know, oh, saints just sit in a convent and pray. And there are so many beautiful saints who do that, but there's also saints who get out and they live a beautiful life outside and they're so accessible and i think that this book for sure the supergirls and halos makes them even more so accessible because you're looking at through them the lens of like oh my gosh that's a heroine like that's someone that i can look up to that's someone who lives heroic virtue and it's so beautiful Oh,
1: thanks. You know, you were you were talking about saints that that live, I guess, cloistered lives in mm-hmm. prayer. And I do have those two contrasts because St. St. Clare of Assisi is in yeah. is in the book and and she she did live pretty cloistered and in fact, the story that I share in in the book is about the way that she fought off a Saracen invasion. Yes, which was you know she was at the end of her life and she was ill, and her sisters came to her and said, "Help!" Mm-hmm. And she went immediately to to the greatest. She went to the Blessed Sacrament and yes. and, and told Jesus, "You know, I trust you here." Mm-hmm. And she, and so sometimes you see pictures of her, you know, in the in the in the icons and, and the and little holy cards or whatever that you might see. Mm-hmm. She's holding maybe like a monstrance sometimes or. Something that might look like a small tabernacle, mm-hmm. and um, and the story is that she held it up against the the uh, convent wall, the monastery wall, and said, "Jesus, Jesus, you know, do your thing." And the samaritans <laughs> withdrew. That's so beautiful. Um, so that was kind of a quiet thing. But
0: you said that you liked Katniss. Yes, in the book? I love Katniss. So I, all
1: right. So I pair her with uh, Saint Mary. Uh, of the cross, St. Mary McKillop, mm-hmm. who's an Australian saint. And uh, you talk about saints who follow you around. <laughs> I'd heard about her sometime, you know, some, some time ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a dear friend who's Australian. And uh, I thought, you know, let me just kind of poke around and see if I can do something for her to just, you know, just a little nod to, to our friendship. Yeah. And my husband and I were on vacation in Scotland. And don't you know, we get lost and we find a church. And there's Saint Mark, Margaret's Church. It seems like there's a lot of Saint Margarets in England. Yes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so we find this shrine. We were up in Inverness in Scotland, and I go in, into the church, and goodness, there's there's a shrine for Saint Mary MacKillop. Oh, this so church. beautiful. <laughs> I'm like, how random is this? And uh, so, you know, she really contrasts. St. Clair, in that she didn't live in a in a, a convent, mm-hmm. and in fact, her refusal to live in a, in a convent was taken by her bishop as a as insubordination yeah. and disobedience. Yeah, and she was excommunicated because of it. That's crazy. And, and her vision was that she needed to live among the people that she was working with. That she wanted to live in the community. So her sisters live in in the communities okay. and not. In convents, and it and her an excommunication. That's crazy. And uh, it was eventually rescinded, and fairly fairly quickly too. I mean, yeah, uh, the bishop took it back within within months. But she was already uh, on a on a trip to see to see the Pope. <laughs> she wow. When the Pope the Pope said, "Oh, you're the excommunicated one," <laughs> I mean, can you
0: imagine how mortified? Oh my gosh! <laughs> to have that be your identifier as a Catholic woman. <laughs> Like oh my reputation uh, precedes me. Yep, that's that's me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So these are these are some. I think that they're really interesting saints. Yeah. Yes, and like I kind of when we were chatting before this, like saints that I, sometimes like you don't even encounter like within the the typical like book of saints that you pick up. And so I loved how this book just not only pulls some really great saints, but also saints that may not be very well known. And they have beautiful, amazing stories. So I love that you, but like by reading your book, we can get a chance to encounter them. So, which is really great. You have, speaking of like really great saints, so I won't give away all of the saints that Maria talks about in her book. So you <laughs> should go, you should go buy it and you should read it because it's amazing. Um, but, and you've already mentioned quite a few of them. But, and the, the heroes that you contrast them with include like, Wonder Woman, which you talked about in that paper that started this all, um, Storm, the Black Widow, and all of these women, how, how do you, how did you go about picking saints to include both in the Supergirls and Halos, but also in your, in your previous book, My Badass Book of Saints, do they just follow you around and, and ask you to come, to be in the book, or how does that process look?
1: I really think that, I really think that's the, that's the honest truth, um, in the first, in, in the badass book, that was um, uh, that was a, a little easier to do because mm-hmm. I wasn't particularly looking for Catholic women. Mm. Um, and and let me explain that before I go on, so that so that you know your audience understands, so our listeners understand. Yeah, this book or these books are. Are introductions, they're, they're, they're just little hors d'oeuvres mm-hmm. to the beauty of, of the lives of the saints. So, you know, it's not a, this isn't a great compendium of, of deep, deep information. It's an introduction for the women who are not necessarily in the pew, but are seeking, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I think that we're living in a time where we have a lot of people who are seeking the truth. They're seeking the good. Yep. And, um, and so uh, what, what my hope is that these books... Uh, speak to the people in the culture mm-hmm. and, and then attract them to to the truth of our faith. Yep. You know, to the ultimate truth you know like, like Mary's leading us to to Jesus. And so um, in that first book, obviously I picked uh, I think it was a dozen saints. Mm-hmm. Um, but I looked at women who were extraordinarily heroic, in the culture. Mm. So, you know, I talk about in in that first book, for example, Nancy Wake, who was in the uh, French resistance Mm -hmm. in the war, Mm -hmm. you know, she was pretty, pretty fascinating, Uh, not Catholic. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I talk about Audrey Hepburn, who I thought was, you know, uh, just a paragon of beauty. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had paired her with St. Rose of Lima, who was also a paragon of beauty yes, uh, in a different way. And so, I chose women that I think that in our culture people were either familiar with mm-hmm. or would be fascinated by. Yes, and um, and some of them were Catholic. I, I did choose Flannery O'Connor. Yep, who, who's you know a, a, one of my literary heroes. Yes, um, so that's how I came about that way. Uh, for the heroines, uh, to be honest with you, I picked my. It's my, it's my collection. <laughs> An alternate title would be Maria's favorite. Heroines <laughs> in literature and the movies.
0: <laughs> hey, there's nothing but, wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and
1: so I think I'm, I think I'm just a little bit older than you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I chose, I chose people who I grew up with admiring, but that have a contemporary. Connection. Yep. Okay, so even though I talk about Lieutenant Uhura who mm-hmm. was my hero in the 60s and early 70s because of the Star Trek reboot, I think that young women today also know who she is. So yes. I, I can speak to women of my generation but I can speak to women of your generation too. Exactly. So there's a there's a and your sisters especially yes. who, who are encountering Lieutenant Uhura for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman is Is very old. You know, those early superheroes, we're we're coming up on, they've been around for 100 years. Yeah. Yep. Um, But we've got, you know, this new Wonder Woman movie that came out, and Mm -hmm. in a couple of months we're going to see the Justice League come out. Yep. So they're contemporary, too. So each one of the characters in here um, is is very contemporary. Mm -hmm. Even the X-Files. I had a couple of people say, well, the X-Files was from my time, you know, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I go, yeah. But Fox brought back a season last year, and there's a new season coming out in January.
0: Yep. So these are women who are still today in the culture. Yep, exactly. Like you can see, yeah, you turn on your TV or, yeah, even, yeah, turn on Netflix and be able to find them and then see them and then encounter them there and then find out that, like, yeah, but the virtues that they display are lived out, you know, radically in the lives of the saints, too, and as you can kind of see through these chapters that you combine. So that's so neat. When I liked it. (laughs) uh, Yes. (laughs) Out of all the saints saints and heroines that you, this is going to be hard because it's like picking your favorite out of the favorites. Who of, I know, I'm sorry. This is such an awful question. Every time that I ask people this, like, Oh, what's your favorite, you know, book or what's your favorite this? I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like I would hate when people ask me that one, but, (laughs) um, which story, okay, we'll do it this way. Which story of the women that you'd, um, examine in these books as heroines resonates in your life the most? Okay.
1: Well, so I'll answer all the questions. Okay. <laughs> okay. First of all, first of all, um, my f- I, I declare in the book that my favorite heroine is Lieutenant Uhura. Yep. From Star Trek, um, and it is still true. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still mm-hmm. true. I just saw the the new uh, I saw the new Star Trek last night, Discovery. Uh huh. And I'm like, oh, I need to I need to write a Supergirls part two <laughs> just to be able to include those two, the captain and the and the first. Uh, You know, her number one Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, so Lieutenant Uhura I say is my favorite But the chapter that that resonated the most with me Or at least is the most personal chapter Is the one about Scully Mm -hmm. And Edith Stein Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's because I Like like so many young people Drifted away from the faith in my 20s -hmm. And uh, I didn't quite drift away from God entirely I never... I never fell into agnosticism or atheism, but mm-hmm. I did walk away from, from the beauty of the Catholic faith. And as I was watching uh, The X-Files during their original run in the 90s, I was already experiencing quite deeply my reconversion. Mm-hmm. And so to encounter Scully on the show, who was ultimately questioning um, you know, the existence of God yeah. and, and, was, and was struggling with her own faith... And, uh, you know, the tagline for the show is, the truth is out there. Yep. And so I was, I was looking for the truth, too. So while I, I, I cannot credit Scully with my reconversion, <laughs> um, she, did, she did play a big part in, in helping me to see some of the things that she was also struggling with. Mm-hmm. And I can say that right about the time that the character went to confession, I did too. Hey. So there
0: were some parallels there in my life. How about that? That's so great. It's <laughs> a so beautiful, like, come back to the church moment, too, I had to have that be reflected in the X-Files as well.
1: <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's so but neat. It's not crazy because yeah. it's in the culture. Remember, yep. the seeds of the gospel, as yep. Bishop uh, Robert Barron tells us, are, are everywhere. Mm-hmm. God created this world, so, so he's in it everywhere we would look and see and see the question you know the the challenges to see
0: yep that's so true i love uh, how yeah and in that chapter like you talk about saint edith stein saint teresa benedict of the cross and her journey from atheism in her 20s um and being able to re like rediscover Um, The beauty of the the church and and conversion that ultimately led to her becoming a a sister, which is beautiful to see how that works out in their lives as well. So like you said, like it's not just, you know, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. It's not just, it's not crazy because there's so many of us who've encountered Christ through that. And that's a, it's a human story. Yeah, she is. She's a formidable woman. She really <laughs> is something else. <laughs> I recently picked up a book that I'm reading on her, and it's just, oh, man, there's just such a depth of wisdom. Like, every time that I'm like, oh, I know about you, and it's like, oh, never mind. Like, here's another another facet of her life where it's just, oh, man, she's incredible, and a, really a wealth of knowledge. Beautifully. Absolutely. When you did the research and writing for this, this one of your newest books... What did you? What lessons did you have? Any lessons that you learned in the research? Um, and what do you hope that that readers, especially women, learn from your book?
1: Well, I, you know, I hope that they that they take this book really as an hors d'oeuvre. and I was using that as a as a metaphor earlier. But it, it really is just a launching point to to read more about the saints. Um, uh, we're certainly going to have plenty of opportunities to see these characters continue on, on the big screen. Yeah, but to but to go and pick up a book mm-hmm. um, about about one of these saints, if it piqued your interest, there's certainly lots of them. I, in fact, I I, I wrote the book, and and so the the book itself, the manuscript was completed over a year ago, mm-hmm. or just just about coming up on a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just recently picked up, for example, Maria Scaparanda's book on Edith uh, Stein that mm-hmm. that was reprinted, yeah, um, now, and uh, so that's so I'm reading really in depth. About Edith Stein in in that book, so it should it should be an encouragement to women that you know we don't we don't finish you know you don't you don't read this book and you're an expert on anything. It's just <laughs> <laughs> it's just neither, neither the heroines nor the saints, but that it could be an encouragement for you to to pick something up. Um, uh, Pat Gohn, who wrote the the uh, the introduction or the foreword to my badass book, of saints, mm-hmm. um, you know, said it's not. Uh, you know, it's not the lives of saints, but it's a, it's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, no, no one's going to use this for their doctoral dissertation. <laughs> but, but it'll lead you maybe to something greater. And, and that's what my hope is, that's that great. you'll be a lifelong lover of of studying our mm-hmm. faith.
0: Mm-hmm. In terms of the culture today, do you have any tips and hints for women who are trying to discern like when looking at who the culture offers us as heroes and heroines, how to discern, how to consider someone a hero, how do we consider someone a heroine? What traits do we look at of their lives when we're trying to figure out who do we look up to, um, in leading a virtuous life?
1: Well, I, specifically what you just said about the virtues, mm-hmm. um, we <clears throat> we need to we need to find people who are going to be. Could role models for Mm -hmm. us and you know in in other in another time in an earlier time you know we had our our parents first modeling for us what what these virtues are and we had an extended family Mm -hmm. that you know we had grandparents and we had aunts and uncles and cousins and and close family friends who who were these models for us um And and while I'm not suggesting that they are absent in our lives today, Mm -hmm. we're just living in such a cultural overload of of, uh, media personalities Mm -hmm. stepping in to to proclaim themselves or to have, I don't know, the collective um, proclaim them as these heroes. And in many cases, they are exhibiting Mm -hmm. some human virtues. Um, Unfortunately, because of the way that we like to present things in the media, <clears throat> we also see what their what their defects are, yep, or what their shortcomings are, um, again in, in bigger than life ways. And so to start a conversation about what the virtues are and what the human virtues are and what the cardinal virtues are, again, I'm, I'm talking about what what the church refers to as these these hinges, because all the other virtues kind of hinge on these four um, that that we can really ask ourselves, well. Where does this person fit in in terms of these cardinal virtues? Mm-hmm. And you know, we can't forget the theological virtues either, yeah. which we're which were given. You know, in, in in our baptism. Yep. You know, ultimately, all of these things are working towards our our you know charity and and uh and hope mm-hmm. and faith. Mm-hmm. So, looking at people in light of those virtues and what they are demonstrating to us I think is a much healthier way to pursue a life of holiness
0: certainly Mm -hmm. that's very true and just like a good lens to look through because you're right we're bombarded by the the culture and the media saying look here's a hero look here's a hero you should look up to this person but to be able to discern that and find the truth and the virtue in that person's life um, is definitely gosh it's like a harder it gets harder harder every day just because of the social social media influence or how much that just perpetuates in our culture yeah.
1: Sure, but if you think about having a conversation about what's in the culture, and that's really what this book is, mm-hmm. really it's just a conversation starter. You know, if somebody goes to see Star Wars this December or mm-hmm. goes to see the Justice League in November mm-hmm. or is watching the X-Files in January, mm-hmm. I mean these are these are things that are coming up. So, yeah, very much so. Uh what a what a what a perfect moment to transition to, well, here I've given you a saint that you can start the conversation with. Mm-hmm. Bring in your other saints. You know, I've been I've been uh corresponding with a teacher. In, in Oklahoma, who's <laughs> using the book in a, in a project with his students. Mm. And, and, you know, he, there was that womp womp moment of, it's only women. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> in the book. And I'm like, well, sure. But the conversation can be about men. Yeah. Who's your hero. Exactly. What virtue does he exemplify? Well, what saint has that same virtue. Yep. On steroids because he has grace. Yes. And, uh. And and it's a great, it's just a great way to talk about things in the culture.
0: Yep. Just a really great conversation starter. Especially, like, if women have, or parents or, like, teachers have people or young young adults that they're having that they're, you know, oh, like, a a family's having a movie night. What a beautiful way to kickstart a conversation after that by pulling this out and having a conversation and saying all right like looking back on this movie what virtues were exemplified what like here's the life of a saint that's beautiful that you'll like the encounter after having seen star wars or x-files or any of those really great films too for sure just neat mm-hmm. um i loved how your book makes both heroism and sainthood seem achievable because we're all called sainthood so after writing two books on the saints Do you have any advice for, especially women today, who are striving towards sainthood in a culture that couldn't disagree more um, with the truth? And how to live out that, not only to look for heroes and heroines in their lives, but also to live that virtue life of virtue themselves. Do you have any tips and hints for that?
1: Well, first off, stay close to the sacraments. Mm-hmm. You know, go mm-hmm. to go to reconciliation. You know, I I I, I always thought, well, oh, I got to go to confession <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> at least once a year. Oh, it's so hard.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been in that boat too. Oh. <laughs> You're not the only one.
1: <laughs> but you know, once you once you start going on the regular, if you will, yeah, uh, it, it becomes easier. Mm-hmm. And and of course, frequent reception of communion. Go to mass. Mm-hmm. You know, stay close to the. Stay close to the sacraments. And then and then build some spiritual friendships, mm-hmm. because the saints really are our friends. And uh, and if you think about that, you know, they're, they're, they're praying for us in heaven, right? Yep. And, and we're here on earth praying for each other, and we're just small-s saints, mm-hmm. right, you and mm-hmm. I? Yep. That we can pray for each other. Um, but really, just building the spiritual friendships, mm-hmm. just like with the saints. If you look at the saints, they had spiritual friendships. Yes, I mean, I talk about Claire in the book and and, and her friendship with Saint Francis. Was, oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, something that's always held up uh, as a as a beautiful spiritual friendship. So that's where what we can learn, and what's beautiful about finding people. And I'm not saying that you should only have friends who are Catholic. Mm-hmm. That's kind of ridiculous. Yep, but um, but that. Do find friends who are Catholic, who are on the journey with you, that you can share with and pray with mm-hmm. and for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is is one of the greatest sources of our strength because that's that's part of the communion of saints.
0: Yeah, yep. Building that community, yeah, not only with heavenly friends, but with that community here on earth, and then ultimately with the goal of being able to to celebrate Christ up in heaven all together in one big one big party. <laughs> A big
1: party. Yes. Absolutely.
0: Looking forward to that one, for sure. Um, In Supergirls and Halos, you talk specifically about the unique ways that women are equipped to become heroines because of the feminine genius, and St. Pope John Paul II is one of my all-time favorites. Um, When you were writing this book, where did you see the feminine genius and heroines that you talk about in the book? Like Storm, Wonder Woman is a big one, Um, or like the different heroines that you have spoken about how did you see the feminine genius working through their lives?
1: Well, um, again, uh, I'm going to reference Pat Gone and, and her first book, which I think is a, is a must read for mm-hmm. young women everywhere. It's called blessed, beautiful and bodacious. Yes. And <clears throat> that's a great title. Right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and she identifies in that, you know, she's a, she's a big fan girl of, uh, of Saint John Paul II. Yep. so she identified for me um, the, those four areas or for her readers: the the, the feminine genius uh, identified as uh, receptivity mm-hmm. and generosity, mm-hmm. um, and uh, spiritual motherhood and uh, sensitivity, and and so these these four characteristics are, I think, obviously evident in all women. But uh, I kind of focus on them. Uh, indirectly,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: a well, little implicitly, in, yes. in who these characters are, and so it's uh, uh, easy to see that these women all exhibited at least one of those qualities yeah. in a very strong way, and uh, that was really her her heroic virtue in in that particular the, the the heroines that was her heroic virtue, and that's what really helped me to identify. What the cardinal virtue was yeah. that I wanted to focus on, so it's kind of an indirect way to get to it. But but really, that was my process. So so if you think about it, um, Wonder Woman had had maternity; mm-hmm. <laughs> she was she was a spiritual mother. Yep, she took care of of Steve Trevor and nursed him. And yep. uh, when she went out, and, it's, and particularly in the movie, because if you look at the comic book over time. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell you in the book that I really had a problem with with her character development yep. early on, and and at various points in, in the comic book history. But if you know what the women are seeing today, or especially what the young girls are seeing today, is the movie. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a great scene in the movie where she refuses to to leave a, a mother and child yep. behind to suffer. Yeah, and 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 it is really. The, the pivotal moment of her physical and over the top and you know big explosion mm-hmm. kind of heroism in the movie I, I don't want to give too much away because you know the movie is still you know fairly recently out yep. that I give it away spoilers but but it, it was a pivotal moment
0: and that was that was an element of spiritual motherhood for her yep. to to be caring yep that's so true we Joseph and I my husband we went to see that movie at at a drive-in theater here in kansas city over the summer and the whole thing like there was i mean granted there's some parts you're like oh gosh dang it like um in terms of how the movie developed but there were so many beautiful points and i won't give away anything either but where it was just like oh that's femininity so beautifully displayed and it's not weakness and it's just so beautiful and they did such a stellar job with that so um we'll wrap it up with this question as a woman who's learned so much about the saints and who's continuing continuing to learn about the saints, how has the knowledge that you've gained about their saints and their path to holiness helped you live out the feminine genius in just your ordinary daily life?
1: Wow. It's just every day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> every day. You know, when you think about when... when you know, my work is very solitary. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's in an it's in an office usually with a closed door, mm-hmm. and I'm by myself all day long mm-hmm. doing this doing this work. And and I and I feel like oh, this is this is for my audience. This is for my reader. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, really, it's for me. Yep. Every every chapter here spoke to me, and every chapter in in this book and and the last book, and really every little piece of anything that I write. um Kind of jolts me into an, an understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, Flannery O'Connor very famously said that that she had to write to know what she thought,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh,
1: and so that's what this exercise has been for me. It certainly has introduced me to new saints mm-hmm. um, and reintroduced old saints in a new light for me. Mm-hmm. And, and and so what I now have is is I'm walking around with tw- you know 20, yeah. 22... New best friends (laughs) that, that are in, (laughs) that are in my life. And my husband laughs sometimes because I find myself sometimes talking out loud. I didn't realize I said something out loud and I was actually talking to a saint. Oh, that's (laughs) so neat though. (laughs) You know, because I'll because I'll see something because you know my mind is churning. What yeah, what am I gonna do next? Exactly. What's next, and so I'm, I'm, every time I encounter a new saint, I'm like, oh yeah, really? This this. <laughs> so that's yes, maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. No, nope, nope you're true. not at all. <laughs> they're all around me.
0: It's so true, and they're all
1: around you. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> and those listening, gosh, they they love on us so well. Like, oh man, the communion of saints is so beautiful. Well, thank you so much for all the work that you've done. Um, I'll put both of your books, both My Badass Book of Saints and Supergirls and Halos, in the show notes for today's episode um, so readers can find, or listeners can find them to become readers. Um, And thank you for your work, and thanks for introducing me to new saints and helping me see them in a new light as well.
1: Oh gosh, you're welcome. It's it's such a joy.
0: (laughs) Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for listening to the show. You can find all the links to Maria's website and Amazon links to her books that she's written and that we chatted and visited about in the show notes on my website, which is www.oldfashionedgirlblog.com. If you have a couple of spare minutes, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes so other listeners can find it easier. And if you'd like to see more episodes of Letters to Women, you can support the show on Patreon by going to www.patreon.com slash letters to women. That's all I have for today. So until next time, be not afraid.